Hi, this is Sharanya. And this is Tom. And you're listening to Mean by Scene, a podcast about mean girls, one scene at a time. Episode 11, Projection Room. Do you mean the one above the auditorium? Yeah, yeah, the one above the auditorium, yeah. Okay, so in this episode, we are covering in our Christmas special. Um, now, amazingly, you might think the last episode was the Christmas-themed one, but you'd be wrong because the voiceover tells us that this actually happens like before and after Christmas break. So this is actually the Christmas segment of the movie. Uh, we hear an anecdote about Gretchen's hoop earrings that proves how mean Regina is. Then there's the whole business with trying to get Aaron Samuels to catch Regina cheating on him with Shane Oman in the projection room above the auditorium during swim practice. Uh, after that, there's some hanging out with Regina. Katie starts to become boring to other people because she can't talk about anything except Regina. And then, in order to get close to Aaron, she pretends to be bad at the subject of mathematics, and Aaron becomes her quote-unquote tutor, although it's not clear that he's teaching her that much. And then eventually, uh, Katie just tells him about Regina and Regina and Aaron split up. In the immediate aftermath, Katie avoids the blame and we discover some interesting talents that Karen has. And that's what we're covering today. Let's do fetch scenes. It's adorable. Oh, it's so fetch. What is fetch? Fetch. Okay, so firstly, I think... I love the fact that they use um, they use the song one way or another. Have they used this before? I th- we've definitely talked about it before, but we might have been talking about this scene. I, I'm confused now. I'm, gonna have to I'm really confused. I know we've mm. talked about this song because it's such a classic. I don't know, two thousands, like late nineties, um, no, early two thousands. They have, they have, they have. I think. Wait, we're gonna have to go back and listen to our previous episodes, but um, <laughs> clearly not going to do that. Do they play over the failed uh, pranks on Regina? The you know the the clothes snipping and the foot cream. Oh, that's it, possible. And then this is a callback. Might be. That is possible, but mm. either way, it's anyway. a classic song, and it's amazing. That's like one of my favorite songs because it was so prominent in like that nineties. Late 90s, early 2000s, chick flick, rom-com, whatever genre. It's an amazing song. Um, but more importantly, I'm not doing this in order for people that are like, they, they haven't no, watched no. it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, I'm doing this more in terms of what I really loved about, um, yeah, I guess, no, actually, there's no order to this. Um, <laughs> so the second <laughs> thing I really loved is... Mr. Duval knows what's up. Like he knows the gossip. Yes. He knows yeah, yeah. the team. I know, and the way he delivers that line, right? Um, is something about uh, Regina and uh, well, Aaron Samuels and Regina George were seen canoodling at Chris Eisel's Halloween party. Like the way he delivers that line led to me and my flatmate, circa the year two thousand and six, I think, just shoehorning the word canoodling into conversations that didn't really merit it just because we kept like thinking about it. It's such a, oh man. (laughs) That was such a good thing. But you know what? I feel like I have friends that are teachers and 
I I know 100% that teachers gossip this way about mm. their students. They're all talking about like, oh, I wonder who's... They may not show it, but they're definitely talking about it amongst themselves. So this is not surprising, but it's so great the way he pulled it off. It's interesting. And of course, that bit with Principal Duval, it represents the return of the talking to camera montage. And I thought oh, what yeah. was interesting this time is that the first time around when people are talking about Regina, you don't really think about who are they talking to. Yeah. But this time it gets funnier because it starts to ride the line of who is Principal Duval telling this gossip about in a slightly stilted way? Like, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And even the stuff that they said, um, one girl was like, she started wearing sandals and cargo pants. So the I cargo bought pants sandals. Cargo pants are yeah, yeah. That's, oh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> Because it makes no sense, but also it makes so much sense. You know that it's not like a style thing. It's just a follower thing, which is amazing. Oh, um, absolutely. And there's a connection coming up that re it relates to that, in fact. Um, but more, more later, um, if I remember yeah. it, because I didn't put it in the notes, but I've just remembered it now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. Um, th that's a really good scene. Um, of course, I think the purse-stealing scene uh, where Damien steals her, like, and the way she goes, looks like he's headed for the projection room above the auditorium. It's, that projection room gag is great because it's just one of those, oh, I love everything about it. It escalates, so it starts off, isn't it? It's the, it's the exact phrase that Gretchen says, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, whenever the swim practice, he's she's making out with Shane Oman, and then in the projection room above the auditorium. Then you next see it written on the sign, swim team practice, not is cancelled, but is being held in the projection room above the auditorium. <laughs> and then uh, and then there's the purse stealing. It just gets better and better. And uh, by the way, props to Damien for being able to keep ahead of Aaron Samuels, a yeah. guy who I assume is quite physically fit, uh, for the whole length of that chase sequence. Um, I also uh, think it's quite interesting that there's literally no fallout from the incident. Like, Damien reveals his identity and then they never speak of it again. Just fine. Yeah, just yeah. forget about it. Yeah. And it's uh, very I mean, interesting because... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, it's really interesting because they must know, they must know that she hangs out with Janice and Damien, right? Like, they must have seen her talking to them, at least. You would think. And then... Because she yeah, hangs so out with them in the mall. Yeah, there's that. And there's also, I mean, just, I guess he would have explained, oh, it's a joke between friends, I guess. I'm also cu curious about the whole thing with when he does catch Shane in his underwear and there's an awkward smile. They, again, they don't resolve that. How was that explained? I don't know. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think what it was, what they were trying to make it seem like is that Shane was trying to get him into the projection oh, room and trying to seduce right, him. Right, right, right. Oh, that does make sense. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That was my understanding. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, that's all fallen into place. Okay, no further questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's there. And of course, um, my lord and savior, Amy Poehler, <laughs> when um, Regina and Shane Oman are making out in her room, she comes in and she's like, hey, are you guys okay? Do you need a condom? Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> and she leaves. Oh, so good. 
Oh man, yeah, that's like right at the end of the sequence, isn't it? Yeah, oh, that's great. Another great returning cameo, of course, is Kevin G, who simply gets the line, "Damn Africa, what happened?" Which is like when she gets a uh, sixty-eight on her math test. Which, oh man, great. Um, I think we should also mention that this is the sequence that contains the slow motion shot from the trailer. I don't know if this is a, like a fetch scene exactly, but I think it's interesting that when you see that slow-mo shot and it's whenever people talk about Mean Girls, that's the shot they show of all the four plastics, well, three plus yeah. KD in Three Musketeers style, um, mm -hmm. walking along. It looks really cool and this is the cool girl's shot, but in fact, she falls over into a bin because she's yeah. staring at Regina, actually, which is someone I hadn't really picked up on before. That's why yeah. she's not looking where she's going. Um, oh, oh, is it she's looking at Regina at... and Aaron, right? Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say, she's staring at Regina mm. or she's staring at Aaron being with Regina. Mm, yeah, so that's good. What else have I got on my list? Uh, oh, um, after the you smile like a baby prostitute gag, um, the sort of the way that Lizzie Kaplan acts doing kind of bug spray with that what I presume is more perfume from the store she works in. Okay. Like uh oh wait. I'm doing I'm doing um uh, for the listeners' benefit, I'm doing sort of hand gestures a bit like uh Chris Rock does in the fifth element when he's telling people to bzzz um away. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I like that. That whole scene is quite good, I think, the yeah. way that the relationship is becoming increasingly fraught. Um, you know. Um, yeah, and then also uh, Coach Coach um, Carr yeah. and um, Tran Pak. Yeah, I mean, is this where we transition to questions? Yeah. Well, we can go do that. Do we have anything else to put in fetch scenes? There's so much stuff in this, actually. There's, oh, man. Um... Um, it's just a small dialogue. There's mm. this bit where she goes wait hold on i wrote it in my notes as well it just slipped my mind okay. um there's this bit where she goes how much time did he need um <laughs> which i feel like i don't even need to explain why that's so good it just <laughs> is yeah it's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all felt that at some point in our time where we just go, how much time does a person really need after they've broken up with someone else? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I think she added like right after that, she added Regina had moved on immediately. And like, that's when they showed the scene of her. Yeah, so they cut to her. And she... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's also the whole like Klondike bar. Oh, the, and... yeah, the the Kaltine, Kaltine bar. And the, Kaltine. Yeah. Why did I think it was Klondike bar? Okay, because anyway, that's an actual thing, right? In America, um, Klondike bars. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love the way uh, Katie explains it away, where she's like, "Oh, it's just, it's just, you know, now that your carbs are all burned out, you know, it's all water weight." And oh, yeah. then once I think, that gets yeah. out, it's all muscle. But what I love is when Regina was hungry um, and she wanted to eat something, um, who was it? Was it Gretchen um, or Karen? One of them suggested, let's go to Taco Bell. And she's like, I can't go to Taco Bell um, oh, yeah, because I'm on a diet. diet. That's right. Like, it's it's Karen, I think, let's go to Taco Bell. I don't, what do you get in Taco Bell? 
That's not carbs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah, that is good. Oh man, the um oh I was gonna say something about calteen bars. I've totally forgot what it was now. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. Oh, there was also this amazing moment when she's like, Oh, I need to lose I'm thinking of losing another few <gasps> <Yes>. pounds. <laughs> And she's waiting and staring at them, and they're just like, "Oh no, oh my God, that's no, you're crazy!" That's great. Oh, I've just remembered one really technical thing. By the way, I noticed today while checking the time codes or whatever for this episode, which is there's a really good audio transition right at the beginning of this sequence. So when Gretchen has just finished saying we should totally stab Caesar, her voice starts to get all echoey, and that's mm -hmm. because the next line that she delivers. She sort of says it in the classroom, but we are transitioning to the bathroom talk that she's having with Katie, and there oh. the audio is all echoey, and you can kind of imagine that that line is either at the end of the previous scene or the beginning of this one, because it fits in both conversations, which is pretty good. Interesting. Um, so, they yeah, did that really nice. well. Mm. And I've never noticed it, despite having seen this film many times since okay. about 14 years ago. <laughs> so. Well, that's why we're doing this podcast. It's so mm. that we can relive the details. To get really get into the technical sound mixing details. That's what people like about Mean Girls. To say like, you know. That's why they watch it. Yeah. I mean, Lindsay Lohan was never so well audio mixed again. <laughs> or anything else. So. <laughs> this was her peak. Um. That's, that's actually true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go do some questions. Hey, we're doing a lunchtime survey of new students. Can you answer a few questions? Okay. This is less of a question, more of an outrage, though. Mm. Uh, why would you fail for a boy? <laughs> why? Oh, Under what uh... circumstances is it all right to fail your class for a boy? She could have offered to tutor him. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect that this might be the kind of thing that's answered in the non-fiction book Queen Bees and Wannabes that I no longer have a copy of. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of which, if a listener just wants to like send it me via Amazon or something, that's that's great. Drop us a DM in the Twitter. Um, You'll get our address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, wait. This is a bad plan. I'll, I'll get this yeah. in post. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Though I, th I imagine it is something to do with gender roles like especially maybe in the I, guess, I was about to say early 2000s which i guess is when this would have been written as well rather than yeah. actually made and yeah I, I feel like it's a it is a kind of society thing like a yeah. boy could oh actually also isn't she a year below most people in that class i think that's true that's but she's thing, still smarter yeah. than him oh yeah yeah but i think it's the fact that I know that like just one or two years difference when you're in high school seems like a big deal. More yeah, than it that's does. true. Yeah, so it would be she's younger and she's a girl. So how, what could she possibly know about the very <laughs> age and gender based field of mathematics? So. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then we can we should probably talk about the confusion that's coach car and track. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I want to come back to uh, Trang Pak's name and also another Vietnamese character later on in another episode, I've, uh, which is, has attracted some um, criticism 
amongst mm-hmm. Mean Girls fans or maybe non-fans after they've got good and worked up. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Coach Carr. Now, the weird thing in this segment as well is there's no joke here. It's just, oh, oh, Coach Carr's in- inappropriately um, having an intimate liaison with one of the students. Okay, that's the end of the, that's the, end of the gag, everyone. Bye. Which is just <laughs> <Yeah>. insane. <laughs> like, now, there, it does connect quite a good joke later, which is just to preempt the bit when they're doing the, the gymnasium talk. And Principal Duval yeah. says the line, Coach Carr has fled school property, which <laughs> I think is a great line. But, yeah, this is, like, I don't know that it... Well, I was about to say problematic. It's not like it's portrayed as a fine or good thing, but the fact yeah. they don't think it's a big deal, it's... Oh, yeah, the know. fact that they left it, they just left it. And they didn't... It wasn't... <sighs> It's very questionable. It was very inappropriate, but it wasn't addressed. And it wasn't even played out to the point where it could be funny. Like, there was no reaction. Like you said, it was just kind of there. Coach Carr. (laughs) Yeah, just, oh, it's it's a weird one. Um, I I do feel like, yeah, this is, because this is the beginning of that, like, mini arc of Mm -hmm. the story, which is, was it? Is this? Then there's when the when the burn book gets revealed, and then there's like it gets mentioned again later. I think maybe let's put a pin in it until we get to the burn book reveal. I guess is a good time to talk about this. Yeah. 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 But yeah, just to let let the listener be aware that we're aware of this, and, and we we're not that comfortable with it. No, this is not okay. Um, but uh, it comes up later, I guess. It does. I think. I think. Let's let's kind of uh, let's try and deal with it then. But oh my god, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, at, at least okay. I'll say this in some de- defense is that I think it needs less defending than, for example, like Animal House, which has like actual non-consensual sexual things going on, and that's portrayed as a great gag. Like, oh, how quirky! That oh, is god. like. I think that's something we can. We can all look back on and think mistakes were made, but this one I, I think is more like they're just so blase. It's it's quite I, even when I first saw this, I thought that was a bit weird. You yeah. Know? So yeah, I don't know. I do have a question though, which is to do with uh, once again to do with that one draft script of me guys that I found ages ago on the internet, which is uh, I think Karen being able to put a whole fist into her mouth is quite funny jokes go especially because katie won't let her demonstrate which i think is even funnier um but did you know this is almost a connection but not really that the talent karen has used to be distinctly less family friendly and i wonder if you do you think if first imagine what that is it's quite similar to fitting things into your mouth i'll leave it at that um is this like another case where the family friendlier version of the joke is actually funnier, like making out with a hot dog. Um, mm. Or in this case, like, because I think just the weirdness of it and the fact that it doesn't slut shame Karen, which I also think is important. Yeah. Um, you know, so, because yeah, look at the earlier versions of Mean Girls were a lot more explicit about, well, uh, that kind of thing. There's a, a scene later with Gretchen and, uh, God, I've forgotten his name now. The, the guy who's in the montage saying that Katie might be hotter than Regina. Oh, 
Yeah, I can't remember his name. Jason. Jason, there we go. Right, the skis. The skis, yeah, the absolute skis. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's like a scene with Gretchen and him that's more um, aggressively, sexually explicit as well. Um, and that all kind of got cut out of the studio's insistence. I kind of think it just is better that way because it doesn't, I don't know, it just feels like it would be a very different film. Uh, yeah. Like that. Mm, I don't know. It's not much of a question I, I think there. It's, it's definitely more enjoyable this way for more people. Mm. If nothing else, but it is funnier than like, I don't know about if it was super explicit, it would kind of be in, uncomfortable more than anything else. Yeah, that's what I think. And yeah. it just sort of, it's weird. When I read that early script, there are some places where I feel like it's doing to its female characters what they have a big confrontation about girls doing to each other later on in the movie yeah uh, so, mm, so it's yeah i don't know it's a bit of a strange one uh, although i guess they did take that stuff out and they did agree to take it out or to, to change it which suggests they're not like you know a draft is a draft and i guess we shouldn't really judge people based on that yeah true yeah. all right any further questions I have no more questions. I also have no more questions. Let's go do some connections. Connections. Caller ID. Now when you connect some information. Um, I have only... Actually, I don't know if we've done this connection before. Have we talked about Shane Oman before? A little bit, but it was like I, the Googling I had done while we were talking. Do you have some more details on Shane Oman? No. So, so it's played by Diego Klattenhoff. I think we've probably talked about that yeah he played a role in homeland i don't know if we've talked about that he played a role um he played the role of mike faber i don't know who that is but apparently that's someone in homeland i don't watch Homeland. yes no i don't i don't know either i think i, I think we did briefly talk about this because i noted that he was in a lot of episodes which suggests he's like a at least a second run character i guess yeah I mean, um, he was... I, I I've never seen it, but I assume he's called Mike Faber. I'm going to guess that he is in either the army or the CIA, um, but he uh, is friends with one of the main characters and is kind of always the one that tries to get them to restrain themselves when they're going to do some kind of career ending argument with the boss or something. That's my guess. You know, that's that that's probably true, honestly. You know, like, like yeah. I, I yeah, I have no um, idea. Yeah. But he's he's also been in Pacific Rim, um, Smallville. Apparently, I don't remember him. I've seen Pacific Rim, although I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> I guess we have to. That's the next, you know, podcast. Pacific Rim. Pacific. Wow. Yeah, because there's two of us and there's two people in each robot. Am I remembering the right film? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, per perfect. That's right. That's right. Movie. Um. Yeah. yeah and he was in. Something called After Earth. Um, I've, I have seen that. Yeah, I have was, not seen that. I would describe it, it as it was fine. It was fine. Aggressive, <laughs> aggressively fine. I would say. <laughs> um, and he was in Smallville, and um, that's it. That's okay. that's all I've found out highlights. about him. That's his those. highlight. It's better than a lot of people that did Mean Girls. Well, that's right. Yeah, For a lot, a lot of. Because, yeah, you don't always break out of teen acting. And yeah. to be fair, I think there are probably a lot of better jobs than continuing to act. 
Probably. So, you know, it's not necessarily a tragedy that we don't see people again. But yeah, there are some people in this film that you, like, there are, there are some people I remember from this movie, like we'll come to her later, the the woman who's the shop assistant when Regina doesn't fit a dress that I assume mm -hmm. I've seen in other movies. But when you look him up, you, you just haven't. Whereas yeah. uh, Diego Klattenhoff, you actually have seen him in other movies, but you didn't. You didn't just don't remember him. Because he's such a great actor. He disappears into the role of Here's Mike Faber. Hey, Mike Faber. Yeah. Um, do you have any connections? Because that's all I've got. I do. Mine are, well, they're all kind of dumb. Oh, that's, that's bog standard. So, uh, counting, there's an internal connection. We mentioned counting bars are set up here for the payoff later. Because, mm -hmm. in fact, Shane telling Regina what counting bars actually are is crucial because that's what triggers her fury and the yep. release to the public of the burn book. I also looked up the uh, ingredients that she guesses are in <laughs> counting bars. Um, so, ephedrine. I can tell you, uh, I had heard of, didn't know really what it was, uh, mm -hmm. often used to prevent low blood pressure during spinal anesthesia. It's also been used for asthma, narcolepsy and obesity, but is not the preferred treatment. Um, and finally, it's of unclear benefit with nasal congestion. So that's ephedrine. She also guesses pentamine, uh, which uh, used together with diet and exercise to treat obesity. It is taken right. by mouth for up to a few weeks. After a few weeks, the beneficial effects no longer occur. So if anyone was planning on going out and taking an ephedrine pentamine cocktail anytime soon, just maybe... Maybe don't. Don't. Don't do that. Don't Except that. on the advice of your physician. So. Put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Or, or try an all-carb diet, I guess. That would be the other thing. Um, and then yeah, the other connection is the music we mentioned, uh, One Way or Another by Blondie, which is from the Parallel Lines album, which came out in 1978. Yep. I checked that. I think I think we discussed One Way or Another. We did, because, I mean, yeah, you, you put it in your things you like. Uh, I actually, I kind of, I hate how it's used too obviously, but I do think it's a great song. Parallel Lines is a great album, actually. It's got a bunch of, a whole bunch of their hits on it. Sunday Girls on it. Um, some other some other ones. <laughs> no one cares about it. It's all about one way or another. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all the connections, I think. Um, yeah, it's, I think that kind of brings us to the end of the episode. It's a little bit... It feels like we've skipped a lot of, like, the little one-liners and things that are in this mm -hmm. sequence. Yep. But I mean, it's, yeah, like it's six minutes of screen time. So instead of listening to us say them, you could just, just watch it. Just yeah, there was it. like, I mean, there are a lot of subtle moments that we can't really talk about. Like when, um, when Regina says, "Oh, someone told Aaron that I'm," someone told Aaron about Shane Oman, and the way Gretchen looks at Katie, because right, I right. Think she knows, right? She kind of goes, "Did you do it?" But like. Katie ha and Katie has that guilt mm. written all over her face. Um, but yeah, and then she just kind of brushes off going like, oh, it's someone from his team that said it. But yeah, it, I yeah. mean, that was a really good moment, but you can't really go into the crux of it. Not <laughs> really, unless we're doing some kind of uh, the actor's studio thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> now that's cool. So wait. What does that leave us for next episode is... Probably the party. 
Oh, yeah, it's trying to get Aaron to date her, basically, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is so, our dream, collective dream. To date Aaron Samuels. <laughs> to date Aaron. No, to find a oh. way to get Aaron Samuels to date us. I'm sorry, postscript. I just remembered the connection that I alluded to earlier, which is from the Army Pants and Flip Flops. That line is reused in Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, where she talks about, uh, I saw so-and-so doing X, so I did X. And then, that is our, yeah. you know. Very cool that you did your homework with Ariana Grande. <laughs> just, I just remembered it from our extensive discussion before. And of course, it's the same uh, actor, right? Bethany yeah. Bird, who's in that video. Yeah. Good. Um, okay. Ariana Grande, tick. <laughs> I, I have, oh, can we add this to like fetch scenes? Um, so, yeah, with that, thank you, Sharanya, for co hosting this soon to be award-winning probably podcast with me <laughs> thank you for your hopes um for this podcast becoming an award-winning podcast fingers crossed we're not making money yet but fingers crossed no this is a strictly loss-making venture uh, thank you listeners for listening uh tell your friends to subscribe and give five-star reviews to the podcast tell your enemies too you never know it might work and follow us on the socials at mean by scene on twitter or instagram which are updated sporadically, let's put it that way. Okay, thank you and goodbye.